So what do we got? You guys want to talk about Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, I'm down to touch on whatever, man. Like, I'm just sure. It had an epiphany to me, and it's something that I would want more than anything, but it'll never happen because Minnesota lost all their assets. But I guess it could work out for Philly. Imagine, just 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 imagine if you were able to have Anthony Edwards with a Joel Embiid S type of center. Not even like Joel Embiid, but like even at this point, I'd be happy with like a Christian Wood. Someone who can actually just fucking score because like I'm not I'm not digging Rudy. I know that he's had a lot a better stretch at this point. Like I know that his offenses were as ramping up and that he's the reason why their defense is actually in the, in the positive. But something's got to fucking give, bro. Because this shit is not fair to Carl to uh, Anthony Edwards. You know who'd be great on them? Mark Williams. He'd be fucking amazing. He's great on defense and he can catch a lob like nobody's business. Honestly, you know who would uh, fit really well with Minnesota? Um, Was it the Walker Kessler? Walker Kessler, baby. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> oh, man. No, we're all coming like, I'm like, damn. I'm like, who's like Clint Capella, but like the 2023 version? I was like, Walker Kessler. <laughs> but. But I'm not. But it's. But I'm not the only person with this sentiment. Correct? Like no, it's, no. It's, they just. They were just looking at defense. They were like, we need to shore up the defense. Who's the best player statistically? Rudy Gobert. And they the just, worst part is they got rid of like their best switchable defensive option in gender, like Jared Vanderbilt. Like, are we gonna, like, 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 like? I don't think we really like people really thought about like what they really lost in that and like i know delo's been streaky for them but i mean that was that was a good they had to get rid of him no no like, 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 uh, you know I'm, I'm just i'm i'm still holding out hope like i don't okay. I, I don't expect i don't expect him to be great by any means but you know he's he's a c to b b minus player and i think that's okay you know, not everyone has to be a superstar. Not everyone needs to be a star. But at, at least, to be fair, he's been a lot more efficient. Granted, he was injured for six games with the Lakers than he was in, like, the last, like, month with Minnesota. But I just feel bad for my dog. And just I just think this is going to be another ability where Minnesota just handles another great asset. This asset goes somewhere. And they're like, oh, my God, I you can actually win with this player? Who the fuck would have thunk? <laughs> All right, and, let's... And, and honestly, I think the saddest part is that Minnesota was like the future was so bright, everything was heading in the right direction. Like, bro, don't you remember a year ago when we were talking about the the sun is shining? The finals, bro. Like, yeah, they, our, they our, our, the best record in the West. Like, bro, our, our, we were like the sun is shining on our young wolves, bro. And now it's darkness, bro. The, 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 it is back to back to usual, bro. Like, you. And the worst part I think about this whole thing is like. You traded Rudy Gobert. You traded for Rudy Gobert. You gave up a player that's literally been like better than Gobert and whatever whatever you want to throw out there, offense, defense. So the trade obviously off the rip was a just complete loss. And then Gobert hasn't even been his usual self as I understand he's helped Minnesota's defense immensely. 
But he, it's this is probably the worst defensive season he's had in five years. So, like, you're trading for somebody with the sole purpose of defense, and he's not even <laughs> giving you the best of what he's capable of. Like, it's just – I like, it, this couldn't have gone worse for Minnesota, and I'm honestly – I don't know how they get out of what they're currently in. So, we're going to – I'm just going to do the intro now. We've already started the show Welcome to the Charity Stripe commentary, everybody. This is this is how we roll right now. We're just going to do a deep dive into the West, starting with Minnesota. So you, you talk about Minnesota like they're in the lottery, and they're a 500 team with the seven seed in the West right lucky. now. <laughs> so imagine you know, if they had made a better trade for a better player or not made the trade at all and seen what they had. I think they would probably be up around where the Clippers are at five. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I just, I, I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking like in a perfect world where Carlson Towns isn't injured. Correct. Yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, I, there's no, there's, there's nothing to prove me wrong in that sense, but yeah, but I still feel like they would just find a way that it just wouldn't work out that well. Because mm-hmm. let us be clear, re- the only reason Gobert started playing reasonably better was because Pat got injured. So yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen when the main issue, honestly, at this point, let me ask you guys a quick question. And and this question, it's a two point set. It's a two uh it's a two-pointed question. What do you think the best you can get for Rudy Gobert right now in the market is? Like, I don't want you to like to do a deep dive, but just off, off the top of your head. Pieces. Yeah, I was gonna say like a couple people making like seventeen million, some filler to make the money work. Like, you're not getting another. Yeah, second contract. Oh. Like, if, if you get a first rounder in there, you're lucky, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that'd have to be like it'd be have to be like a late first. Like I'm not if I'm a team, I'm not giving up anything of substantial value to take on that contract just because it's I don't pretty, think it's going to age well at all. It's yeah. not going to age well. At all. So it's then that means super so protected then, pick. Like and not protected. Where you're smoking crack, you're super protected. Just like, like I'm like you're smoking crack if you think you're getting an unprotected pick. No, it's really it's going to be super correct, super protected that it probably never actually turns out into anything. Right. How many first rounders did they trade? Like six or five? Seven? I, I thought it was like five. It might be yeah. six or seven though. But so, and it, you're not going to trade Anthony Edwards. There's just no feasible way that you no. are able to retain your fan base. So by by default, you got to trade Cat. Yeah, I think I you do. I have for a while been on the Cat uh, for Trey Young trade. Like I just, I, I that's where my brain continues to go, and it will stay there. And because I just it. Okay, construct a trade for Carl Anthony Towns. Just okay. Basically, Mark, it's the same question you asked about Gobert. I have the same question for Cat. What is the best player you think you can get for Carl Anthony Towns if you're Minnesota? All right. Well, then. So the way I like to play this game is I like to go by the process of elimination, right? So I'd rank Cat probably on his best day. If I'm giving a high ball, I'm really in the market for a center, like. 
Ooh, I have to be a really Brad franchise to give to consider him like an A. So it'll probably be like a B player, like a B plus player, right? Like someone like you wouldn't want to mortgage your house on. You wouldn't trade your all your future, but you'd give up. You know, you're not trading fucking Mikhail Bridges for fucking Carl Anthony Towns. Like that shit's never happening in any existence. So by that point, we'd have to go by someone who's kind of disgruntled. I'd probably now that you brought up Atlanta. I really would do DeJounte Murray, DeJounte Murray for Cat. Hmm. What about Paul George? Could you get a Paul George? <laughs> I'm not giving you Paul George for Carlton Towns. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I'll, 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 keep, I'll keep PG and I'll, I'll hurt my chance. <laughs> but, but, but you see I'm what good. I mean? Like, you can't, like, if you get to any B plus A player, A tier player, you're like, absolutely. Like, you're just like, no, I'm not, I'm not pulling the trigger on that. Like, I like, guess. I guess, I guess the highest I'd probably do is like Anthony Simons. Is, but at that point, that really, it really, that's like the highest, like highest tier of like of a player you're gonna get, like someone who's on the cusp of like really popping off. But at that point, all the players who really fit that mold are already offensive minded players, and that's not really what you want to pair with Anthony Edwards. You kind of. You would want, ideally, in my mind, a bigger player, someone who he's able to have a pick-and-roll tandem with, ideally, in a serviceable point guard. I guess you can invest in having a super a super wing, a super backcourt, but that really doesn't work that well in the West from what we're seeing. Yeah, because... no. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Anthony Edwards, the way his style is and the way he is for Minnesota, we're absolutely right to put all our chips on him being the franchise. It's a lot, like, obviously, I'm not comparing the two, but it's a lot like Jordan. So I've been thinking about what really helped unlock Jordan. And that's where I'm like a Paul George. Like, I need a good wing. I need a good wing back for Cat because I need somebody that can play some D and help out on the offense in the pick and roll, like you said, because we've got Rudy Gobert back there. So we need somebody who can't play near Rudy Gobert. doesn't happen. Right, right. Because in order for Rudy to shine, Rudy needs to have three to eight feet all to himself just for him to be able to just get his offensive rebounds and put and, you know, make glorious post moves, glorious, glorious, glorious post moves. So I guess the real question is what wings would we consider untradeable? Clearly the Jays are untradeable. The Jays are untradeable. Jimmy's untradeable. Luca, Luca's untradeable. Bronze untradeable. We can can always go to the wing that gets discussed in almost any superstar trade that gets brought up. Brandon Ingram. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) The I hear discussed. Brandon Ingram's name in more trade rumors than any player, I swear to God. That's just who my brain always goes to because I'm not sure how the Pelicans actually feel about Ingram. Like, obviously, they haven't traded him, but he shows up in every rumor, man. Like, so that's just where my brain went to. I don't think there's any kind of deal there that really makes sense for either team, but... I mean, shit. I mean, fuck it. Trade him for OG. Oh shit! I I do that. I <laughs> I I'd, 
I don't hate that. I don't hate it. It would be hilarious too because I I'd love to see how badly he would play on defense and Nick Nurse still keep him out there. Like because <laughs> he's a superstar. He's on that Yo. like lower tier superstar level. Sean, 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 the tandem. Yo, the light-skinned energy between Fred Van Fleet and Carl Anthony Towns would be out of this world. <laughs> oh, my God. And they'd have Drake as their ambassador? Oh. I'm telling you, like, oh, the light-skinned assembly. You hear me? Like, Yo, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, because I'd do that. Like, OG, I mean, he's, I, not, he's not top tier in Toronto, and I don't know if they're ever going to make him. So, like, let's send him to somewhere where he can be. Right, I mean, and I mean, and he's just a defensive Jeremy Grant, and for a team that I think, in my opinion, defense is really where they're trying to make a statement of like, okay, we are a hard nose, we can actually keep up with them, we actually are competitive, we're not slow on the uptake like we were before. I getting a defensive minded player who also has the ability to stretch the floor and can also be a one A or a two. A reluctant one A, but a solid second option would be fantastic for them. At least, for, at least uh, in the future, and you'd possibly be able to squeeze a first or second rounder, a first, maybe two first rounders out of uh, Toronto. No, I I do that right now. I'm pulling up the trade machine to see how we can make it work. Uh, but it looks Man. like we can't trade it, Carl Anthony Towns at the moment. Mark, no, I mean, kinda, I mean. You- you kind of got me thinking about something, man. When you were talking about, you said Mikhail Bridges, and I keep going back to how perfect Mikhail Bridges would fit on Minnesota. Yeah, but too bad Mikhail Bridges is officially a star. <laughs> but is Mikhail Bridges untradeable? I don't. He's. I think. I think for a rebuilding team, he is untradeable. Mm-hmm. Like, be, like if you're in an isolated transition player where you're able to have a player who's under twenty five who literally was the perfect complimentary piece was the, and who can also stake, uh, who can also stand up and be a uh, comprehensive in your w- number one option. I think that speaks volumes. I, it's very hard to find a player who is okay. Who's great at being the first option, but who's also excels at being the second or third option. And I think that having that flexibility in Mikhail Bridges is something that you would want to hold on to. For, Just in okay, my personal but- opinion. That's understandable. For what it's worth, Mikhail Bridges will turn 27 in August. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I don't know if he fits the timeline of what Brooklyn is doing right now. And I just wondered if, I don't know. I was trying to, th- I, I, I don't know. I was just trying to for- formulate something because he would fit so perfectly there. And I think there could be something with a, with a Carl Anthony Towns because I don't think Brooklyn has a real direction right now. And I think the chance to get, like an established real, like, like we said, borderline wherever you want to have Carl Anthony Towns. Like he's a B plus star, a, a B star, like whatever we want to call him. But I don't know. I just, it's just something that's been going around. Yeah, no, but I, but it, if he's, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's coming back next season. And I don't think he should come back next season. Like, if they're smart, they probably should sell high at this point while he's still an unknown commodity. Like, he'll literally come back because, like, he's done for the rest of the season, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
Yeah. So then I draft drafts coming up from there. Free agency is coming up there. I think you're able to make a move for him. I think there is a move for there. And to be fair, if Carl Anthony Towns is the best player on your is second best player on your team, you're not really in that bad of a position. Things could be a lot worse. Oh, for sure. I just I don't think that paying both like paying Towns and Gobert whatever ridiculous number they're paying those two together. I just don't think that that's sustainable for the long term. And I think something's got to give for sure. Something right, something's got to give and it's so like there's it's so much easier to move Towns <coughs> than Gobert because of obviously the contracts, but but no, but offense is a lot more marketable for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like the ability to be able to stretch the floor. I mean, you would like a player ideally not to foul as much as he does, but in the grand scheme of things, like I said, like like we said, it could be worse. And he is a competent scoring option. From from yeah. a scoring perspective, he is the number one option for sure. No doubt about oh, that. Absolutely. All right. Anything else on uh, Minnesota? Yeah. I think we beat them to death. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we can go to the Pacific Division. Marcus, you had mentioned you wanted to discuss this. Uh, Trey and I discussed it on uh, the part one. Who do you want to talk about? I The Kings. We've got the Kings. We've got the Warriors. Trey thinks the Warriors may come out of there as the best team. Oh, the Western Conference champions coming out of the Pacific Division for sure. There's no way about it. Yeah, like I I don't know who it is yet. I don't. I really gotta. I guess I gotta wait till play, playoff shakedown. I see who's actually in there. But if any teams are full capability, you cannot. Honestly, at this point, it might just be the Kings. It really just might be at this point, man. Like, it I, really I, just. I, I I keep. I'm like, why? And then like I sit there and I look at the West. I'm like, man, why can't the Kings win the West? Why can't they? Like, it's, deli, it's deli time, boy. Like the fucking beam. <laughs> like the fucking beam, bro. No, but no, but at this, they're they have the depth. They got the chip. Their record says it all. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. They, they have the the best clutch player in the NBA. Like De'Aaron Fox in the last five minutes of games has been better than anybody, and it's not remotely close. Like, they have a guy who can close the door when it comes down to it. They have two stars. They have players that mesh well with those two stars. Like, everything just came together. And, like, I, their offensive rating is ridiculous. They have the best in the league. Like, it's just, at this point, like, I'm running out of reasons to not believe in the Kings. Yeah, no, the Halliburton trade really unlocked De'Aaron Fox and that offense as a whole. Um, I mentioned on part one and just Saboners for the Kings. I I couldn't I thought I saw them winning the West. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's wide open for them. My concern is I need them to get the two seed. I don't want them to get the three seed and have to play the Clippers round one. I would rather them have to play one of the playing teams. I don't see that. I don't. I don't. I couldn't see a reason for. I mean, granted, granted, they don't have playoff experience, but this is not like a young team. This is not a team of players who don't who aren't established. 
And because a lot more of their players are more are are older for the most part, I actually feel a lot more comfortable about them going into play into a playoff setting. The Clippers, I know the Clippers are on a four game win streak now, but I'm still that team's still a variable to me, just like the Lakers. Like I would love to be like, oh, they're definitely gonna be a problem, definitely gonna be a force in the playoffs. But the record says otherwise. Oh, I, I just see them winning one round, maybe playing upsetter to somebody. Like, I don't have them going far yet. The Clippers are not. It's, you know, just it might just be a bad matchup with the Kings. Um, but, yeah, they're – by every metric, you they're going to play really well. To go from a 17-year drought to potentially the two seed is absolutely phenomenal. What do you think about Portland? Should they be trading Dame? Dame's never leaving Portland. Like I've, I just, it's, it is what it is at this point. Like he's going to do Dame stuff. They're going to be a mediocre team in the West. They might sneak into the playoffs every, like, it's just, they're going to be Portland. Like they're going to do what they do. Like it's not at this point, I'm not even, I guess I, I don't even know how to explain how I feel about Portland. Like I know what they are and I've just like accepted it. Like I, like when I watch a Portland game, whether they win or lose, I'm watching it to see what Dame does. Cause I just, I know they're not going to do enough defensively to help him out. Like it's just, it's the same thing year in year out with Portland. It's been the same thing. The majority of Dame's career. It's, it's like watching a show that you've seen a thousand times, you know how it goes. And it's just like, <sighs> I don't know. This again? This again? They should have traded Dame three seasons ago. They should have, but they're never going to. And, like, we, like I, I know they should have. I'm not saying they shouldn't. It's just it's not going to happen. Like, it's just – I don't know why. Like, it is what it is, I guess. Like No, nah, but at this point, it's – you're literally just – for what? What, what? Why are we keeping for? Like, what's the point? I know that's like, that's like 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 loyalty. Here's the thing: be loyal, but you have to give me results. You have to give me something to be loyal to. And I'm not trying to talk about that, but this is a business for all other purposes. And if you're not enough to get me to where I need to be, then why am I keeping you around? And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying Dame isn't Dame isn't like a great player, they can't take you there, but you're not going to spend the money or you don't have the resources to attract a larger crowd or get a marquee player. So we're literally just going to stay here with what? The best the best player you've had in the last 15 years since Damian Willer was CJ McCollum. Like, Dame's loyal to Portland, but Portland's not really loyal to Dame, man. Like, it's the same. Like, it's... It's it's just stupidity at this point. Like they don't put a team around them. They it's it's pointless. I just don't I don't get what they're doing. Like congratulations, they're gonna they're gonna retire your jersey. They're gonna build a statue of you. Like it's if that's what you want, if that's what you're playing for. Like I get that. Like some people are like that. They just want they don't they want to be that guy in the city. They want to be the name that's synonymous with the city. Like if that's what Dame's going for, like cool. Like congratulations. I just don't see the point of the team keeping him around when it's going nowhere and they just repeatedly run back a retread of the same team. 
Like it might be new players, but it's the same type of players. Like it's just Dude, they just supplemented uh, CJ McCollum with Ooh. with Anthony with Simons. That's, exactly. all, that's all it is. That's exactly right, man. Like, and it's just yeah, it's they really they are not going to get Dame to where he needs to be. This needs to be like the Ray Bork situation. Just get him out of there and then you be happy for him when if he wins the championship somewhere else. It's, yeah, you retire his number, you do right by him, you make him feel like, you know, you treat him like he was a piece of your team and you keep him moving. But think about, think about all the assets they could have got for Dame in like 2020, 2021. Uh, they could have gotten like anything, like any young player. Like they could have, like they could have, and now. <sighs> like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Like, me. like, just imagine. Okay, take me back. Like, imagine that whole Kyle Kuzma. Imagine the package that the Lakers gave to the Wizards for Westbrook, but they also gave an additional two first round picks. Yeah, those two first-round picks that they've been holding on to to use this season. They wouldn't have needed to do that. Correct. So then you have, what is it? It was what? THT, Kyle Kuzma, and what was the other piece that went out? What else did they trade for Westbrook? Uh, Hold on. Sorry. Was it KCP? Yeah. I think so. I think it was KCP. So you do the. Sorry, guys. I'm. So I want to make sure I have everything right. Okay. So they traded Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrose Harrell, and uh, and the twenty second pick in the twenty twenty first pick. Right. But imagine also. Oh, and they also traded. and they also would have gotten an additional two first. So they've gotten three first rounders, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harrell. Like, that's a, at that point, even though, granted, you lost a franchise player, but you're in a great position to get what? Chet? <laughs> right. You'd at least have some direction for your franchise. Like, right now, you have a franchise player in absolutely no direction, the exact same way it's been for the last. 10 years. Right. Even if you traded him this year, even if you traded him like two years, like think about all the players. There's a, think about how much different they would be if they had Paolo or someone like that, or just Jalen Williams or Jalen Green or just any one of these players with the actual, you know, well, maybe not Jalen Green. I, I'm still skeptical about Jalen Green, but. And Dame's good enough to keep you from being bad, but he's not enough to like, get you over the hump get you over the hump and then the fact that you don't put a team around him that's capable of helping him get over the hump doesn't help that but you just leave yourself in basketball purgatory because you don't want to tank but you don't want to spend the assets to be good enough to compete for a championship so you're just lingering around the middle and being the just just mediocre you know what you're getting with Portland. It's the same thing. They're going to be somewhere between the six and the nine seed. And it's just this year, not even that, but like it's. But it's, it's just, it's, Portland's one of those teams that is stuck in the kind of decision of Minnesota where they're kind of faced with a choice. And if they, 
just keep that bad that act of not making a decision is literally going to be the death of their team is literally going to be more detrimental than making the wrong decision Absolutely, because what happens when Dame's done? Then you have nothing because you decided to hold on to him for way too long. You didn't have a plan for the future. You just wanted to play. Look, Dame scores a bunch of points and fans. He's cooking, him. guys. He's doing he's the cooking. watch thing. Yeah, right. He's got he's got sixty five points in a February game against Houston, and like congratulations. Yeah, Dame Dame scored ten uh, three, so we got free Taco Bell. Like, woo! Like, it's it's at this point. I don't know. What do you think, Sean? Oh, they're wasting one of his best, probably one of his best seasons ever. Like, it's he should be on a contender somewhere. They should have gotten rid of him like a couple of years ago. Like we were talking about. Like, yeah, send him to Lakers. Get all that stuff. They they could have been building around Kyle Kuzma. And doing something there, like they're gonna get the fans. That's the pro- that's the problem. Like, don't be cheap. Don't don't think you have to have this superstar to sell out. Like, it's Portland. What else are you doing? Like, but Portland's also a basketball town, though. Like, exactly. Like Portland, like Portland people. Even if your team's dog shit, they're respectfully Portland. Portland, they're not like Miami fans. Like you know, like no. our team only cares about like. Unfortunately, if you're successful or like a big market, that's the appeal of being a little market team. Like you have the time to grow, you have the time to develop. You have people who are actually, you have some loyal ass fans. Like even if you're through the thick and thin, they're gonna ride for their superstar. That's the great thing about small market teams, like in Toronto. Like Fred yeah. Van Bleet is a star. Like, where else is Fred Van Vliet a star? Imagine Fred Van Fleet on the Knicks. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's no longer in the league. Honestly, like, he's he's playing overseas. Because he didn't no. get the chances. He didn't get the opportunity. But it's not even that. But, like, the, the, the pressure you get, like, the ability, like, that pressure is real. Like when you're in a big market, the expectation of winning is an actual valuable thing. And if you're not playing the way that your city wants you to play, or making a cons- con- enough effort, bro, do you not hear how Heat fans talk about Kyle Lowry? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, bro! The Lord just take a picture. It's to the point where we'll just see a picture of someone with a dumpy and just Kyle Lowry's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was always skeptical about him and heat culture. <laughs> fucking badass, bro. <laughs> you not like, bone, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll be over here lifting wings into my mouth. <laughs> lifting, bro. I'm doing I'm doing bicep curls with these donuts. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. It's I I don't, I don't know how I feel about Dame. I don't know how I feel about the Lakers. I, I really think the Lakers can get it together. I just need Anthony Davis to get it together, and I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Trying to rely on Anthony Davis at this point is just almost comical because, like, he, he'll he'll be playing like he's a top three player in the league whenever he's on. When he goes on those stretches where he just he's dominant on both ends. And then he gets injured. It's and then he'll he'll come back from injury. He'll be playing well. He'll have a five for sixteen game. It's like why are you doing? Like I just 
his inconsistency or his injury concerns, just the combination of those things. I just, I don't know. Like AD at his peak is obviously incredible. I just, I don't know how often we're actually going to see that because he's just, it's Anthony day to Davis. You never know what you're getting. So. Yeah, no, they, they miss LeBron. They, he's showing that he's immortal and not immortal. He is mortal. And Anthony, he thought he would be able to pass it off to Anthony Davis, but it hasn't worked out that way for him. Um, Imagine if they had Dame here for to help out. That would have been crazy, eh? <laughs> right. But I mean, uh, so yeah. Not to sound like a complete stand, but that's kind of crazy. Where LeBron still, res- respectively, is still a player you can squ- quasi build around for a contending team in year twenty is just, that's fucking nuts. That's insane. That were, really that were literally like, you know, if LeBron was there, that should be us. Sweet, bro. Like, cause everyone's like, "Oh, Braun was there." These niggas would be in like the, like what, the fourth or fifth seed, fifth, like fifth, fifth or sixth seed for sure. So, I just, it's a step in the right direction, and I don't. At this point, I don't see a reason why I wouldn't invest in this team. They just need more assurances when it comes to depth. But compared, I mean, let us be clear. Like, shout out, like. This is a completely different team. The team that started the season off to this team now, this team is like leagues better, like night and day better. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they've definitely been on an upward trajectory. Started a little too late. They had to wait until, what, the trade deadline to get rid of Westbrook. So if they could have gotten rid of him sooner, it could have probably worked out a little better for them. But, yeah, no, LeBron James, you're absolutely right. I got to give it up to him. He's he's somebody that is still important to a team. He still plays at somewhat of an MVP level, if you will. His his value to them is a lot, which leads me to my next topic for you two. MVP discussion, what do you consider valuable in the player that you choose for your MVP? I think the most important thing to remember about MVP is that it's a regular season award. So I don't really factor the same things that I want in a playoff guy into my regular season MVP, like some of the same things, obviously, but um, like, obviously I want a player on a team with a really good record. Like I, that's just, that's one of the things off the top for me. I think you should be like a top three seed in your conference. I'll take top four. I'll take I'll top, top four. four. You got to be in top. You got to have home court in the first round. Like, yeah, you, like just... top top four is fine. A three, I depending on your depending on your conference. I think three might be a little. It's not unreasonable, but I'm just a lot more. I'm a lot I, I, more kind I, in there. I'd be willing to be open to four because I mean I think the MVP may wind up on a four seed, maybe a three seed this year. That's and... correct. What do you think and, about that, Sean? Are, are you still holding for three, or how do you feel about placement? I, I don't placement think we did this yesterday. But. It's not a huge deal to me, like, if somebody's having an MVP-level season. Like, Dame, in the 80s, Dame would have been in the conversation. Right. Uh, for this okay. type of season that he's having. Okay, but, how about this? If, if someone on the... 
for narrative reasons, well, I'm also a big, I also am a proponent, I think narrative is a big thing to me as well, but if someone's on a seven seed, are you okay with just giving them, like, oh, yeah, they average, like, 38 points and, like, seven rebounds, they deserve to be MVP, versus someone who averaged, like, what, like, 29, 10, and, like, seven on, like, a number one seed? So, it I'm, depends I'm on that. It depends on what my point yes on part one was is i values if you took that person off the team how bad would the team be so like you when jordan got injured in the 80s that team became an absolute train wreck which led to them being able to draft pippen or a draft and trade for pippen so he was playing at an mvp level so if if that team's like a lottery team like a one number one pick team without Mm -hmm. that player on them that's valuable to be um, okay. So that, so yeah, it can be a lower seed because it all depends on if that player, like, yeah, they have to have, unfortunately they're going to have to have more stats than the person putting up 29 and, and eight. They're going to have to put up into the thirties and stuff like that. But it's, it's, if that te- player was off that team and they became the number one seed for the first overall pick, then yeah, that's valuable. Okay, well, well, and I I think I agree with that, but here would be my counter-argument. Using that, Luka would be the MVP this year because I think if you take Luka off of Dallas, they are competing to be the worst team in the league. I truly believe that. I mean, yes and no. I see what you're saying about that, but he also does have Kyrie Irving now on there, and Kyrie is also... I I, I I see what you mean, though. I'm, I'm just being devil's advocate, but I do see the point that you're completely making. Because before, at the first half of the year, if it was just Christian Wood and, like, the Tim Hardaway Jr. show, that's a... The that's most like a disgusting... Like a, it's like basketball hell. <laughs> you literally have reached basketball purgatory. No, I completely understand. For me, I think a narrative... I think narrative has to play into it. Narrative uh, is, such an inter- is such an intricate part into the season that... I know the stat heads don't really feel the same sentiment as I do, but everyone loves a feel-good story, and everyone loves to know whether it's LeBron being the villain, Westbrook on the redemption story, Steph Steph Curry on his you know on his on his redemption time being like, oh, we got this. I'm gonna put my team on my fucking back, or you know this, that, or the third. I think all those impact the narrative of the season and that and that narrative impacts storylines rivalries what teams you want to watch who we want to see play who and who we want to and who we want to beat who or that's literally the crux of our discussion i mean all our shit is based on narrative so i'm not going to say that's the most important thing but it's definitely in like my top five list also i also have this other clause because of steve nash but like my mep has to at least have uh, 23 points 23 24 points at least you had a problem with the steve nash wins yes absolutely <laughs> honestly i would i honestly in today's nba i would argue that you need to average like at least 25 for me to win MVP. but, but that takes Jokic scoring. out though that takes out Jokic. Yeah, that's okay oh, that's why i didn't Okay, all right. I, 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 that was fine with me. I was just trying to be unbiased. No, like I, I, I really like Jokic, and I think he's an incredible player, and I don't want to take anything away. If you from don't give him. it to Embiid, you're a fucking hater. Yeah, Embiid I, is the MVP at this point, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's, 
it, it, this is Embiid's award. Like, I, I, I think it should. Like, I think the gap is only going to get bigger over the coming weeks. I, right. I, I just, it's, I Trey, just settled for me. Trey I, really, Trey really had me uh, thinking about uh, Giannis. Uh, hold on, I'm going to read to you Joel Embiid's and stats for um the last five games. Okay, is that okay, guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. In the last five games, and on 34 minutes, he's averaged 38 points, nine rebounds, 3.6 assists, uh, 1.2 uh, steals, three blocks. Turnovers are high at 40, but his usage is crazy with these numbers. But he's shooting 62% from the field and 46, 46.7% from the field and damn near 90% from uh, free throws. Absolutely no, he, ridiculous. Yeah, he's having an absolutely awesome season. I Bro, think. those are those are point guard numbers. I mean, except for the rebounds, but everything those are point guard and like the defenses. But like, yeah, those are like those are shooter splits. Yeah, and he's got one player that just stands around when he's trying to pass it around. So there's a black, there's a black hole, there's a black hole on offense. But and I think that it's indicative because we've always complained that James Harden is James Harden's usage is too much. But now we actually, I think what it took for James to be, to take the backseat is have a, a player who is a little bit more skilled than him uh, putting the ball in the basket. I think he doesn't mind playing complimentary to someone who can show that they are the alpha on the team. And we've always said that James, James' issues that he never was alpha. He's averaging what his lowest points, and I forget how many seasons, at, 20, at 22. But he's averaging what, like 10 assists? Yeah, Harden embracing his playmaking and not really focusing on scoring, just uh, scoring whenever it's opportunistic. Like, this version of James Harden, I, I think, is the most... Underrated. Conducive, well, conducive to winning in the playoffs version of James Harden we've ever seen. Like, I, I think that he's primed for the most playoff success because I know the narrative about Harden's playoff performances. I know the absolute clunkers he's put up, but I, I really think that there's a chance that he could be very successful in the playoffs playing the, the style he is this season. Right. But, I, but I also think this is like one of the first times that James is like, okay, except for otherwise in Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was just a hot mess. But this is like one of those first times where he's in a stable organization where he's like, okay, I'm not the best player right here. And I'm okay with that. Everywhere else, he's always had to be the man. And I, like we said, it's, that's a lot. It's it's a lot for a lot of players to do that. So being able to show that he's comfortable and that he's been playing really loose basketball for the last the last games or so. It shows that I don't I think this year might be different. Hope this year is different. But I think but even without the regency bias of Jokic, basketball is a two-way sport. And I Jokic is I don't think it's just his lack, it's just enabled the the his inability sorry I butchered that word to play defense just takes a lot of points away from me. Like I could see you saying Giannis at two. I can even say you saying maybe even Jason Tatum for MVP. But like at this point, just Jokic's defense, lack of defense, just I I I, I can't do. It. I can't get behind it. Yeah, and uh, honestly, Trey, I think your MVP by... does have to be somewhat two way. Yeah, Trey and Trey pointed out that you know they would actually be a half decent offense without Jokic if they were playing a regular style of an offense. 
I said it hinged a lot on Michael Porter Jr., but he was correct. So, you know, they would Denver wouldn't be as bad without Jokic as long as they were playing a different style of offense without Jokic for that. So right, yeah, they would probably they definitely they would definitely have to like what slow down the pacing a lot more for them to be what a more of a conducive team. But Jokic's passing ability is really, really what opens it up. He's really QBing the floor. But I still think Denver is still a good team without him. For sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. if I take it, but if I take Embi- but in the new case, if I take Embiid out of that system, the whole system crumbles. Yeah, I I don't think James Harden would be able to carry them like he has in the past at all. I I honestly think James t- I think James is just tired of doing that to himself. Yeah. So who are your MVP picks? We'll start with Caleb. Oh, for right now, okay, so before the season, I picked Joel Embiid to win MVP. For the longest part of the season, it looked like Jokic was going to win his third straight, and now I think it's pretty clear that Embiid is going to be the MVP this year, so I'm picking Joel Embiid. Marcus? Joel Embiid's been my, what, MVP, my personal MVP, what, for the last two seasons? So, like, I thought he, I really thought he got robbed last season. Like, I thought it was an actual robbery. So, this year I stuck to him, like, he has to win this year, and he just proved it. And I think going, I think beating uh, Jokic head to head also counts. Also, should have, you know, points in that as well. Yeah, he showed out against Jokic. Like, he made it a point. Like, he, it was personal. See it. It was personal. You could see it was a, it was a fuck you game. Like, he was, he was ready to go out there and prove. That he should like the he the MVP's his like it's I I, I think it would have to be yeah, something yeah. miraculous at this point for Embiid to not win MVP. Well, we've got an right. interesting yeah. last few weeks of the season coming up with Embiid and I Giannis. I think it's between Embiid and Giannis. I think the Jokic discussion, his defense really isn't up to standard. Of what it should be for that, so I think I think that's a very valid point. Is the defense to make have Jokic not win his third in a row for that? So any other topics right, like that I said, you guys even, want to discuss? No, I was gonna say even if you give it to Giannis, completely understandable. I get it. Tatum, you could talk me into it, but nah. Yeah, it's funny because I had Giannis as the he was technically the least valuable of the three because that team's really good even without him. <laughs> so, it's, but that's just you yeah, know, like, depth and everything. But he just takes them to another level. He takes them to the championship level, right? For that, so well, I'll let you guys go. Have a great night. Thanks for jumping on. This has been the Charity Stripe Commentary. You know, Hoop Social Network, HoopSocial.com. Have a good night, Marcus. Have a good night, Caleb. Have a good night. Thank you, Sean.
Yeah, so I was asking. So has it like has it been a lot of Jesse playing Fortnite, or has it actually been like you? Like it's a safe place. Like if it's you, like I totally <laughs> no, play. it's the both of us. Like he play, I play with him. He's, oh, a, big, oh, he's a big Fortniter. Oh, I, I, I was like, oh, he shoots, you build. Is, is that the tandem that we got going on over here? Uh, I can't build for shit. I bro, I don't, I, I don't understand it, bro. I play zero, bro. I play zero build. I can't yeah. build shit. So do I. I just I'm hang out. I, I played by just playing like it like was Warzone. Who would have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. Like, hey, because I was sitting there. I was like, dude, I never used to play Fortnite. And one of my homies hit me up. He's like, yo, jump on here. I'm like, bro, that shit's whack. He's like, nah, dude. They got a thing now. They ain't got no building. And as you run around shooting a bunch of fucking 12 year olds, I'm like, plus go. Oh, <laughs> I was on there, I had like 20 kills. I'm like, this is like Warzone light, my guy. Let's get it. Oh, my. It is. I miss it. Jesse hates playing, he likes play builds. And I'm like, oh, every time they start building when I'm sniping them with like the Cobra DMR. Yeah, that's my favorite gun, bro. That Cobra DMR is Yeah. Oh my god, y'all really out here? Really? No, because I one of my homies swears by that shit. I'm like, bro, you're a father. Like, what the fuck you mean? Why are you telling me you're playing a father? Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, like what are you Honestly, saying to like, me? Dude, the zero build shit's tight. I can't do that building shit, though, bro. Like, that no. shit annoys the fuck out of me. I'll be killing somebody, and next thing I know, I'm 150 feet in the air because they built some shit, bro. Dang. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't go. I don't like the... That 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 shit is a uh, is a little too much like work if you think about it. <laughs> it is. It's too much fun. <laughs> All right. 